Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. The Small Business Show on irishexaminer.com for a different view on Irish business. Welcome back to The Small Business Show on irishexaminer.com. Now, this week's company focus comes to us from the Nexus Centre in the University of Limerick. And I was there to talk to Martina Skelly, who started Yellow Schedule. And Martina started off by telling me what Yellow Schedule was. We're an online appointment management and client CRM tool, and we're for therapists, so psychologists, social workers, mental health therapists. And basically, we enable them to streamline their appointments, so we reduce their no-shows. We enable them to take appointments online, which reduces their admin substantially, and we can give them analytics around their patients and also around their no-show rates and how Mm -hmm. to improve them. And interestingly as well, when we were having a conversation just before we started recording, was that um, it allows the counsellors and psychologists, etc., to drop the no-shows by 60%, but also it allows them to see perhaps people who might be in a little bit of trouble themselves. They're not coming to appointments. They're not turning up. Is there something wrong there? Yeah, particularly in mental health, um, obviously there can be very vulnerable patients. So uh, our system works slightly differently to others in that it gets a response from the patient. So they get an appointment reminder and they're asked to reply to confirm that they're going to attend or to cancel if they can't attend. So we allow our customers to basically look through their clients and look through the schedule and see who is cancelled. Um, in most businesses, this is fine. You can just rebook a, a vacant time slot. But particularly where you have vulnerable patients, a cancellation sometimes is an indication that you'd want to pick up the phone and make sure that they're, they're, not, they're not in trouble, they're okay, everything is okay. And where did you get the idea to start something like this? Because obviously it's a very specific market that you're targeting as well. I suppose the very, very start really was me missing an an important appointment myself. I'm really, really bad with dates. So I missed an appointment for my daughter and she was very annoyed with me and I was very annoyed with myself. And I really started thinking about the whole idea about appointments and I have a background really in digital. So we came up with this in terms of focusing down on that particular vertical to some extent, that market really found us because when we launched a beta version, um, we thought initially it would be applicable to a lot of businesses. Um, and we did have a lot of businesses sign up at the start. We have dog walkers, um, we have driving instructors, we have tattoo artists. But we found a cluster of mental health therapists, particularly from the US. So we looked at that, decided it was worth getting on a plane, going over to San Francisco to the American Counseling Association. They were having their annual conference, showing the beta version of the software, talking to people, finding out about their day, how they organise their appointments, whether something like this would be useful to them. Um, and if so, were there particular nuances in their business and um, ways that we, we would be able to kind of build out the software that would make it easier for them. You, you got people, some people to sign up to your, your beta version uh, of the original uh, program. Um, was that important for you in terms of being able to get their feedback? What needs to change? What needs to make it better for them so that it suits them and, and what they have to do as well? 
Yeah, and I think to some extent we'd got the beta developed with relatively little customer input. Um, You know, there were a couple of changes required. So we really wanted to say, you know, as we take this forward to launch a product, you know, are there big gaps? Would you use it? Can you use it? If you sit down here now and have a look, can you figure out how to get yourself set up? And actually, there was very little that needed to change. Um, There were a couple of ideas that were good ideas, but with the software itself, we had a really, really solid base. So we were lucky in that we could go forward with that and just add little features to it. Um, But the feedback from there was very, very encouraging. So we felt, you know, in terms of the software, it was there, it was good, and that we'd found a good market for it. Mm. Now, that also raised some interesting questions for yourself, uh, both in your business and your your personal life then as well, uh, in terms of your family. You described, you know, San Francisco and the, the Silicon Valley area as uh, the Disneyland of entrepreneurs. It's, it's, the, it's the golden place to be in terms of uh, entrepreneurial activity. And so you... You thought about and you were obviously tempted by the fact that it might be wise for you to move over there to San Francisco. Big, big decision to make. Um, How did you approach that? Well, I suppose really we we analysed it together as a family. I sat down with my husband as well. He would have had the possibility, I suppose, to transfer from where he works to to a base over there. So that meant really we were just analysing, could we live there as a family? Should we live there as a family? Looking at the children's ages and, you know, what difficulties might arise. And, you know, anytime I've been over there, I do like it. I like the lifestyle. Really enjoy just having the, the access to other entrepreneurs. You know, Silicon Valley is very much tech and business and, you know, it, I love it over there. Um, But there are things that I suppose held us back really from moving. I think the two younger children, they're at a good age. We could move them and I think they would fit in anywhere. Mm. We have an older child who's at an age now where I suppose she's becoming more self-aware, probably more sensitive, you know, has very, very close friends. And I felt that for her to move her away from a fantastic school, to move her to... Silicon Valley, where she would be probably the only kid with a rural Irish accent, <laughs> you know, and freckles, where she would stand out and have to make friends all over again to potentially, you know, be moving her back again when she was a teenager and she'd have an American accent at that point and moving her back to Ireland will be kind of two upheavals for her. And I felt it wasn't fair, really. And I think the inequities, even in, in the society over there in US, in the US, they always mm. bother me. And I I suppose I didn't want to expose the kids to that or start them to think that's normal. You know, Mm. over there for a lot of people, very much, they internalize, I think, success. And I think if they're successful um, and they have a comfortable lifestyle, they feel it's because they have done something. And I think they don't factor in the luck they've had in their life, you know, whether it was a good family, a good education, a a good upbringing. Mm. And you know, when when they see people who have less than them, people who are maybe homeless or begging on the streets, again, they there is sort of a blame culture there. They they don't have anything because they didn't work for it and they don't deserve it and they don't deserve our sympathy. And that's one aspect of the states that I really struggle with. I you know I don't like it. Um, I'd hate to see the Irish healthcare system go the way you can only access what you can pay for. And I think we're, we're potentially at the start of a slippery slope there. Mm. But um, that, that, you know, they were the main driving factors, up, uprooting kind of the eldest child. And I just, I really enjoy Irish people, Irish society. Mm. The fact that we are kind, we are generous. 
they were the main reasons. Mm. And getting back to, to the business then as well, it obviously means that you, you have to work from a base here in Limerick in, in UL. Does that mean now that you are here and you're staying here that you have to concentrate on finding new avenues that you, you thought might be advantageous in San Francisco? Now you have to try and find them either here in Ireland or close to home? Well, not really. I think the beauty of SAS is that it can all be done remotely. Um, and even the follow-up with it, the sales team, you know, can be done remotely from an office in Ireland. So it hasn't changed the market that we want to access. It just means that, you know, when we get a sales office over there, it will be somebody else representing the company. So we will be hiring senior staff over there. We will be establishing an office, but it's not going to be me. Um, the market opportunity is still there. Everybody we spoke to on our last trip to the States, we went in November um, indicated that it's a really, really good vertical. We spoke to people who invest in healthcare and health tech and said they haven't actually seen other companies do what we're trying to do for mental health therapists. So we believe it's good timing, it's a good, it's a good space, mm. and that's still our target market. An important example as well that even though we're a small country in ourselves here in Ireland, we actually have a, a great advantage in that people like yourself have been able to develop businesses outside of Ireland in the United States and stuff like that. We're not bound by our borders anymore. Technology has allowed us to create job opportunities far out in other countries as well. Absolutely. That's the beauty of the internet, I suppose. And I think Irish people... You know, the country is, is small, the population is small, it's the same as a larger US city. So I think when you are thinking about a technology company these days, it's really in our DNA that this is for the export market. I think there are very few people who set up an Irish technology company and think, now, my target market is, is only Ireland. So I think that is in the DNA of Irish companies from the start. I think we are good at... You know, we are good at travelling. We are good at, at looking outside our borders for lots of historical reasons. If you go to any city in the US, even if you haven't lived there yourself, all you have to do is look through LinkedIn. You'll find college alumni. You'll find friends you grew up with. You'll, you'll find networks that you can start to plug into easily. And they're not the only networks you should stay in, really, for your business. But I think it gives you a foothold. It allows you to start expanding out. So I think we, we do have an advantage there. What's the future then? Where would you like to go over the next couple of years? Well, really, we want to be the, the biggest player in the mental health therapy sec uh, sector for scheduling for appointments. We have, I suppose, lots of additions to the software to, to enable it to take on more of the tasks of a business as well. Eventually, there'll be voice capability. There'll be online payments. Um, we're building in a lot of analytics as well to the system. At the moment, we've put through just over 300,000 appointments have been made through the system. So that's a lot of data. And particularly mm -hmm. when you're focusing on one sector, it enables you to benchmark and to make comparisons. So, for example, what we will be able to do is to tell people, you know, your average no-show rate is 25%. The average for this sector is 18%. Mm -hmm. Other people are sending out the reminders two days in advance, you're sending yours two weeks. To give those pieces of information, really, that can help businesses just fine-tune even further and just reduce the wastage, basically. Um, streamline. streamline it. Everybody has the same amount of hours in the day, but it's making sure that you're not wasting any of them. Martina Skelly there from Yellow Schedule. Yellowschedule.com is the website if you want to find out more information. Yellowschedule.com. Well, that's it for this week's show. Don't forget you can read my articles every Monday in the Irish Examiner newspaper. And this Monday's article looks at why big data is important for small business. 
I'm Caelan Kerwin. You've been listening to The Small Business Show on irishexaminer.com. Bye for now. The Small Business Show on irishexaminer.com for a different view on Irish business. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.